Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin, your host of The Wedding Dish, and I am the CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. Today, I have my little French bulldog, Bud Clouseau, taking a snooze on his uh, bed in a sunspot. He is very happy spring is rolling in here, and so am I. Uh, before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you have to check it out. Um, Janelle joined me, and we talked about her crazy cute love story with her husband. It's straight out of a rom-com. So adorable. And she's super sweet. So make sure you check that out. Um, Thank you all for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Let's dish. Today, I am sharing some valuable information when you interview your photographer um, before your wedding. So I'm stepping into my photography role here, and I'm going to go through some of the important questions you should ask. So um, the first thing you want to ask is what the process looks like for working with that photographer. So, um, you know, if your wedding is two years away, you kind of want to know what that actually is going to look like, what that two years is is going to look like. Um, so if you hire me for your June 2024 wedding, then um, what happens? Do I just fall off the face of the earth <laughs> until April? Um, <laughs> so, um you want to always ask what that process looks like. And my answer is always that I am as involved as you would like me to be. So if you have questions, if you want referrals, um, and then I explain, you know, the process of the questionnaire and how I get the shot list and the timeline and all the things. I'm not going to walk you all through that. Um, but it's important to know. And that's one of the top questions that you should be asking. Um, of course, I'm sure you probably know this one, but what is included in my package is one of the questions that you should be asking your photographer. You want to know if an engagement s- session is included or potentially rehearsal dinner coverage, um, which is always super fun because we get to know your whole VIP list because they're going to be at your rehearsal dinner and then it's more fun doing the pose photos the next day. It's it's just like, I don't know, it's a really fun session. But anyway, um, you want to know if that additional session is included. Um, and then, you know, if you're going to get the, um, the photos by, you know, on a drive or if it's a digital download, um, that kind of thing. So um, you want to ask what what exactly is included in the package in addition to obviously the photography coverage. Um, and y- y- that includes if there's one or more photographers. Um, will you be the one photographing my wedding? Now, of course, there are unforeseen circumstances. We all learned this during the pandemic, um, if not before. But of course, like if I was uh, to break a leg, then that would be preventative for me photographing a wedding. Um, So other than that, though, if you're booking me, you're getting me at your wedding. Um, And that's an important question because there are photographers who have a team. um, And it's just good to know because if you really, if you're, especially if you're paying a premium price and you're expecting that photographer to be the one who's there on your wedding day. um, And again, of course, things happen. Um, People get pregnant and they could be, you know, having a baby 
on the day of your wedding, you're booking someone who's very far out from your actual wedding. Um, and, and there are tons of other unforeseen circumstances. But you want to know if that person is generally booking out for a team or if they are booking out for themselves. So um, just a good question to have in your back pocket. Um, when is the retainer due and how much is it? You want to know because the retainer is non-refundable and the retainer technically, for me at least, and should be for all of you photographers out there listening to this, um, is one of the things that actually officially books your wedding and solidifies it onto my calendar. Um, and it is a non-refundable agreement because it is, you know, you are holding that date for that person, for that couple. And um, so it means you can't take any other weddings that day, of course, I guess, unless you're booking out for a team, um, <laughs> in which case it's still non-refundable though. So it's good to know what that actually looks like. Um, some to charge half, some charge a flat rate. I charge a flat rate. I used to charge half. There's no right or wrong way, but it's nice to just kind of know because um, if something were to happen on your end, you want to know what is non-refundable in that agreement. Um and, you know, of course, when it's due so that you have the, you know, you're able to cover the expense. Um, what is the process of getting my photographs after the wedding and how long will it take for them to be delivered? This is a really important question. And um, it is actually one that I get asked frequently. There are a lot of questions that I um, that I don't end up getting asked and I just, um, you know, answer myself anyway. But this one is one that tends to be actually asked. So good on you all. Um, but it is, uh, it's important to know what the process is. So I mentioned before, but if you're getting a drive, a jump drive, um, or if you're getting a digital download um, and how that will be delivered to the person, um, you want to make sure that you're able to access it. So uh, you want to make sure you know how you're getting those photographs. So for me, it kind of depends um, um, there are people who are not very tech sat who who feel uncomfortable with the tech. So in those cases, I'll give a jump drive. Um, if it is someone who is um, comfortable with tech, then it is a digital download through my website, and the all of the guests can actually have access to download the photos of them or any photos that they want um, for you know their own personal use too. So. Um, when they will be delivered is also a great question. So um, there are a lot of photographers out there that do a similar process to me um, where they give a preview. Um, I know Lynn Resnick, uh, she said she limits her preview. I think she's down to like one photo, which I thought was a really interesting idea um, or like three photos or something um, because you can get it faster. Obviously, everything takes longer. The more photos, the more editing, the more going through everything. Um, so you get it pretty quick, which is great. Um, I do a pretty chunky preview. Um, so it's kind of, the, I call it the Cliff's Notes version of your wedding day. So it's um, kind of like an abbreviated story, but it still has the important pieces. The larger the preview, the longer it takes me to deliver it. Um, I deliver it within 48 hours. Um, I try to get it to everybody before they wake up the next morning. That's the ideal. But of course, if your wedding is four hours away and I'm working until 11, that isn't feasible. Um, and I'm, you know, actually driving home after your wedding or whatever. Um, 
So, you know, within reason, I try to get it back as quickly as possible because I know everyone's excited to get their photos. Um, and then in terms of your actual rest of your photos, um, I have it in my contract, the time frame for getting your photos back. Um, I think this is an important piece. Uh, and mine is on the heavier side and on the longer side, because if you have three photographers and it's a 12-hour wedding, there are a lot of photos to go through. There are a lot of photos to edit. Um, there's a lot there. And that is going to take me a lot longer. Um, and that's in addition to, you know, of course, we all have real lives outside of weddings and we, you know, eat dinner and see friends and family and things so um, or go on vacation even. Um, so the max amount of time which is in my contract is three months. Um, statistically, I give photos back well before that. But um, I think it's important to have that cap in the contract just so that you know I'm not getting my photos back in a year and a half, um, which would be insanity. And no one's doing that. Well, I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible. But um, just, you know... <laughs> For your um, inside, you know, for for your peace of mind, and also to protect everyone involved, it's nice to have that in the contract. Um, usually, it's a month, but it's better to overestimate and manage expectations. Um, a one question I get asked a lot that I think is an un well for. It is not the most necessary question, um, is have you photographed at my location? If you are hiring a professional photographer um, who is worth their weight, they can photograph anywhere um, and they can manage the lighting and they will take it upon themselves to either see the venue in advance or come early that day um, and use their instincts. They You're hiring them for a reason. So um, generally speaking, I don't think it's as important to know that your photographer has photographed at your location. Um, of course, if you are looking at their work and that you are getting married, your rain plan is to get married in a very dark space um, and all of their photos are outside, um, they may not know how to do lighting in the same way that you're hoping they do. So, um, you know, just make sure that they feel comfortable with the type of lighting if you're worried about it. But of course, they're going to know where to take photos and the backdrop to use. And um, if you have preferences, you should always let them know that in advance too. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't really require going. Um, I, of course, will always go meet my couples at the venue if I can, um, if they want that, because, you know, it's, it's, I also love to see my couples. So it's a nice excuse to get together. Um, but of course, they, it isn't a necessary piece to see the venue in advance. Um, and finally, my little final bit here is what not to ask your photographer. Um, and the answer is, can I get a discount? Um, there is nothing that feels crummier than to receive that. It What you're essentially saying um, to us, like what we're hearing is um, – I don't value your work. I don't value your experience. I don't value your expertise. And I see your pricing as being too high. Um, now, there are 
situations where you may not be able to, your photographer might be out of your budget. Um, so instead, what I would recommend asking, because of course, like you sh- still should ask if my pricing is too high for someone and they, you know, I connected with them and I want to photograph their wedding, I'm going to work with them to try to get closer to their budget. Um, and I think any photographer that you feel a connection with, that feels a connection with you, um, will you know, within reason, they'll do what they can because they care. Um, but it's a big difference to ask, can I have a discount versus um, letting them know that you, their pricing is outside of your budget and then maybe asking what you could do to get closer to your budget. So you things like decreasing the number of hours. Um, you could talk about eliminating something like an engagement session um, from the package. Or um, maybe this additional photographer is only there for part of the wedding day as opposed to the entire wedding day. And of course, they may not be able to get their pricing into your budget. Um, but you can ask that. That's a super respectful way to ask to get closer to your budget. Um, you know, asking if there's something that that they can do to get a little bit closer in terms of adjusting the package. So if I if you're not having a grand exit, my answer is generally you really only need me for 45 minutes of dancing. So um, and we did we talked about this with Lynn Resnick too. Um, I wish off the top of my head I could remember what the episode is called, but it's from last season. Season if you want to check it out. Um, but you, after the final big event, which could be your cake cutting, it could be toasts, it could be your first dance or your familial dances if you're doing those kinds of things. Maybe you have a, um, you know, an orchestrated kind of dance happening, something that's coordinated, um, then that you only really need about 45 minutes of dancing after the last major thing happens on your day. And the reason being that people start to, you know, the same people tend to be on the dance floor. Um, It starts to kind of look very similar. Um, And unless you're doing a grand exit, that's a great place to cut time. And the amount of time directly correlates to pricing, at least for my packages, and not everybody builds their packages that way. But for me, I build that way because the more photos I take, the more photos I have to go through, and um, the more amount the that takes longer for me on the back end, as well as taking longer for me to be there on your actual wedding day. Um, so that uh, that all being said, you can probably cut your photography at about forty five minutes after your last major event, which could save you on your budget. So that's a good place to kind of discuss with your photographer um, and and work through. And hopefully that will get you closer to your budget if that photographer is outside of your budget. Um, so just a few little helpful tips there on all of those things. Um, so Yes, uh, that's it. That's all I've got for you today. And um, this is my season finale. So I'm going on a little bit of a break. They are demoing the house across the street from me. It is inconsistently loud. And I figured it was a good time to take a little break for you all. Um, So if you have episode ideas or anything that you would like me to cover next season, 
reach out. You can find me uh, um, on social media at The Wedding Dish Podcast. You can find my website, theweddingdishpodcast.com, um, and you can get show notes there. You can apply to be a guest. I would love to have you. Um, you can buy me a coffee if you want. And um, go ahead and give me a rating. Those five-star ratings are super helpful for discoverability and everything. So if you could do that on your favorite podcasting app. I will be forever grateful. Um, and tune in next season. We have a great guest lineup starting off. Um, I am pre-recording some of those this next week, and then they will be in the tank for next season. So I can tell you we've got some great guests on the calendar. And uh, give us a follow, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting app. Cheers to a beautiful spring, and I will see you all soon.